everyone. Welcome to Worth the Waiting. I'm your host, Giovanna, and I'm excited that you're here. If you're joining us for the first time, tune into my first couple of episodes and listen to our story. We're just on this journey of being in the waiting room. Um, today, I just want to give practicals of living out waiting, of waiting well and being in this waiting room. You know, God really transformed my heart in the waiting. And I just wanted to share what he's done and how to wait well. Uh, and I, one of the verses that sticks out in John 15, he says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, he cuts away and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. You are cleansed and pruned already because of the word which I have given you. Dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. And so I've just been thinking about that word abide and what that word abiding means and how he's taken that. It's sometimes it's uncomfortable in the waiting room to abide. Um, and so I just want to give practicals. I want you to think around this context of abiding because that's my first point. The first thing I do is I sit and I gaze on him. And sometimes it's in solitude. I know when I first started doing that, I'm sitting in solitude with him, meaning getting into a prayer closet or your own closet, making it your prayer closet, but sitting there in the silence, it was uncomfortable. And I would sit, I wouldn't read the word yet. I would just sit and gaze and try to find Jesus eyes. And ultimately that's what abiding means to sit and to gaze, to sit and look for him and not saying, not thinking a thing. And it, it does something in your heart. I believe um, the book that taught me there's a chapter on solitude by Henry now, I think it's how you say it, but it's called the way of the heart. And so that was one resource that helped me to sit and uh, show me how to sit in solitude. So I really encourage you to go get that book if you want to learn, but um, sitting and gazing on him. The second thing after I sit and I get a good picture of him, or maybe even I go um, to John 15 and read these verses about abiding, then I start to thank him. I'm like, thank you, God, for food on my table. Thank you, God, for my husband. Thank you, God, for community. Thank you, God, for life and breath. Thank you for my children. I just start thanking him for what he's doing, what he's already done in my life, what he's doing and what he's going to do. All three things are very important in the realm of thankfulness. You can read verses. I know I've said this before, but you can read verses like Psalm 100 when it's entering his courts with thanksgiving and praise. And then you can dive into the word. If you don't know where to start in the Bible, Song of Solomon is a really good place to start to cultivate intimacy. Um, any of the chapters, John 13 through 17, are really powerful. It's about intimacy. Um, and I just read from 15, which is 
the abiding is a part of that. Any place in the Psalms, David goes through some really hard times and he is crying out to the Lord. And a lot of them, you can go and pray and read from the Psalms. The next thing I would say is surround yourself with people to remind you, to remind you to not give up, to remind you to keep the faith and the hope, to encourage your spirit. You know, as long as it's called today, we want to encourage one another as brothers and sisters. Um, another thing that I haven't, I probably could do a whole podcast on is declaration, making declaration. There is power in declaration. It's declaring the word of God. I believe it's Job twenty two twenty eight says to declare a thing and the light of God will shine upon it in all of his ways. And so declaring, I know in James, it talks about the power of the tongue. There's so much around declaration. It's a little bit different than affirmation. Um, affirmations like affirming yourself, affirming what you know, declaration is bending your ear towards heaven, reminding yourselves of the promises that have been spoken over your life and then declaring them forth. And like Romans says to call it forth as though it doesn't exist. So that's another thing I've done. Worship, getting worship music. I remember one of the first songs in the waiting that um, it's from Bethany Dillon, but she says, you say you're good to those who wait. You can do more in my waiting than in my doing I could do. So God, you can do more in this waiting journey than anything I could do. And she says, so I won't run. But she's talking about allowing him to inviting him into the into the waiting process with her. And so getting songs that help you think on heavenly things is an amazing and life-giving thing to do. Communion is another one. The power of two coming together and dining. My husband and I have done this over and over. I had a really good upbringing where we did communion all the time. And so we've pulled it into our daily lives. Um, one example I want to tell you, I think this is a really cool story. I don't think I've shared this yet, but in the middle of our adoption journey, we were waiting. So it was February 7th of 2019. And we knew that the pregnancy counselor was going to look at profiles that day of potential adoptive parents. The pregnancy counselor was going to show birth mom these profiles and we were in the lineup. I didn't know, we didn't know how many profiles she was going to get to see. The range could be for anywhere from five to 10 profiles. They wouldn't do, show more than 10 at a time, but we knew that the process was going to start around 11 AM that day. And here we are just praying and asking the Lord, like, if this is your will, if this is your purpose and design, would you partner us with this birth mom to receive this child. And we, it was about 4.45 PM. And my husband said, my husband, Adam, he said, why don't we take communion? And so we sat and we took communion together and we were already in the line of like, you know what? It's 4.45. We haven't heard anything. We, because they started at 11 AM, you know, they should be through, I thought it was a two or three hour process or whatnot. So 4.45 PM comes, we take communion. Adam is just like declaring that this child is ours through communion. We're remembering what Jesus paid for. We're remembering that we are called to be parents. I mean, we're just saying all the things surrounding this communion and remembering Jesus at the same time. And 
we got the call at 6.33 p.m. that day, and we were told we were going to be parents, that we were chosen. And what was cool about it is she was, we asked Lindsay, the pregnancy counselor, about what time did y'all start looking at our profile? And she said, oh, about 4.45 p.m. And we were just like, I was bawling, like the timing of it was so divine and in the way um just, yeah, just how my husband asked at that time. And I'm a time girl. I'm a dates girl. It's just the way I'm wired. And so I pay attention to those things. And so I just think it's cool that the power of the blood um, was surrounding this adoption and that the enemy, the, the plans of God were not thwarted that day. And I really believe it's because Adam and I came together around surrounding communion. Now, God's will will always prevail. And so I think if nothing else, like the power of communion, us coming together, got our minds off of even the moment that we were in, because we get caught up in him. We, we surround ourselves at the table, dining with him, even knowing that he's with us in the process and the journey. So anyway, I say all that to say, that's just a one little small tidbit of what God did in our communion lives. Um, so let me go back and remind you of some of these practicals. So sitting and gazing on him in solitude, thanking him, diving into the word, surrounding yourself with people to remind you, making declarations, worshiping him, taking communion. For some of you today, I really felt like the Lord said he wanted to transform your waiting room. Just a place where it's delightful, a place of peace. He did it for me, and so I believe he can do it for you. So my waiting, it I stopped just gazing on what I wanted, and I started really looking at him. And it comes, again, I'm going to circle back from abiding. It comes from that abiding place. So read John 15, read some of these scriptures that I've talked about, or, or get into some of these books I mentioned in the Bible. They will transform your waiting. Let's wait well. We need each other. If you want to reach out and connect with me, please do. I'd love to encourage you in your waiting. Have a great day. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in today. If you will go and subscribe to this channel, like this, leave a comment, push the notification bell. And if you're on podcast, leave a written review, subscribe to the channel, share it with anyone you know that needs encouragement in their waiting. And I'll see you again soon.